Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Who the hell decided I was ready for this? America, welcome to the zone we call childish. Welcome. I mean, how do you start a podcast? How do you start from zero? I mean, you and I have just been talking for 20 minutes. I know. Saying shit we could never say uh, in the public airwaves. Trash talking. They'd cancel us. They'd run us out of town with pitchforks. With pitchforks. And our families would be sent to gulags. That's right. And they would they would be thankful for that merciful treatment because to live in a world with us would be so embarrassing. It's humiliating to be with people that actually talk honestly about what they think, even if the I can't take it anymore, Alison Rosen. As a comedian, it is so hard right now to go on stage and not be thinking the entire time. Have I gone too far with what I just said? It, it's you know what happened? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have have you come close to cancellation? Oh, yeah. Conquensation? Oh, yeah. Are you referring to a clip? Yeah, there's there's a clip. Uh, There's several clips. Don't seek them out, people. Just know. Just know that I was kidding. The clip I'm thinking of, it's clear to me that you're being you're being prompted to say something. All right. I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. I know. I know. And by the way, I should say, uh, I, I love the idea that we are fiery hot and we call it like it is off mic. But really, we were comparing the sizes of our water bottles. Greg wins. I talked about how big my dick is. That's absolutely true. We were talking about uh, did, times Did that, that make forgot- you uncomfortable? It really didn't actually. Made my We're wife level... made my wife uncomfortable last <laughs> night. <laughs> so, welcome to Childish everyone. Greg, you always start by saying like America, but I feel like we're an international global podcast. Juggernaut. What country would you most like to take Childish to and do a live podcast in? Canada, because I have hardcore Canadian fans. Vancouver? So going to Canada. I don't exactly know where in Canada they are. I think they're all over. Vancouver has a lot because it's a very tech-savvy city. And what I have found, because with our hosting, our, our, um, there's a company that hosts the actual recording of the podcast, and that's how it then gets sent to you. And they are able to tell who's getting it where and how many. So they literally can tell us by, by city by city how many people are listening and country by country. And I have found that it's the tech cities, Seattle, New York, LA, Vancouver. Those are the ones that are listening to podcasts the most. So I think we should go to Vancouver. I mean, if I ever do a stand-up show there, maybe you'll fly out. I would love to do that. Yeah. Um. That sounds delightful. Okay. So the tech cities. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, although I know that there's a lot of like, but then there's, there's people spread out in the non-tech cities too, but just maybe not in such numbers. No, they don't have the intranet yet. Maybe you could bring your kids. They, you know, it's uh, Vancouver is an amazing place for kids. I would love to. It's very you know, visual. It's very outdoorsy. 
I've been thinking there at now at ages four and two, where I think a hotel would be fun. We have been in a hotel a couple times. It was fine. But but now they're like at fun ages. Yeah. And we haven't gone anywhere this entire pandemic. Um, But all that aside, Greg, I don't know if you can tell that I am a little bit off right now. I am a ball, a bundle, a veritable ball and bundle of anxiety. And I don't really think of myself as someone who gets anxiety often. Um, And to me, when I think of anxiety, I think like I'm worried, I'm nervous, but this is like a physical sensation of anxiety. You normally attack your anxiety. If something bothers you, you go, you, you counterpunch, you go back at it. You don't, you don't back down. And I like that about you. Anxiety doesn't want to take on me. No. And sometimes anxiety is a bundle of Allison. <laughs> but <laughs> think about that. But so anyway, it's so weird. Um, so I'm having surgery on Thursday. Um, it's a very minor procedure, and I've had it before. It's a hysteroscopy and a DNC. So it, uh, excuse me, some lady terms are going to come at you fast and furious. But if you're listening to Childish... I think you're familiar. Um, so the lining of my uterus is extra thick right now. And so they need to go in and, and put a camera in there and see what's going on. And then also like remove all of it and then get a biopsy. The chances of it being anything worrisome are very, very low. Um, and like I said, I've had this procedure multiple times in the past, although it's been some years. So I didn't think I was nervous at all. However, my body is telling me, like in my mind, I'm not nervous, but my body is very, very nervous. It's the weirdest thing. And I had to go to get a COVID test today and I like felt almost like my limbs were tingly. I felt so nervous. Really? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I have therapy tomorrow. Well. It's really weird. It's weird when your brain knows one thing rationally, but your body is uh, acting a totally different way. Well, what's the procedure like? Do they put you under? They do put you under. And I have some stress about or worry about that because the next day I need to record a podcast and I need to like have all my wits about me. Um, So I talked to my doctor about going real light with the anesthesia and he's fine with that. But if we go too light, then I will feel some of the things. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want that. So I need to have a conversation with the anesthesiologist ahead of time. But I think because I feel like it's it's like up to me a little bit, that's making me more anxious somehow. Like, what if I don't get it right? I mean, none of it's rational. But anyway, it's like a very, there's no incision. They just go up your hoo-ha yeah. into your cervix, look around. Right. Um, but I, it is like... I feel like I need to like get everything in order before this. Um, it's it's the same as like let's say your water was going to be shut off for twelve hours, or you're going to be without a car for two days. It it feels like that, like that kind of inconvenience. Like I got to get everything you know squared away. I don't know. Right now, there's something very existential about being put out of your consciousness for a period of time, even if it's a I brief period so. of time. Yeah, that's that that's enough to shake you up a little bit. I just didn't think. You know, because I did IVF and they they <clears throat> put you under for every egg retrieval. So at this point, I've done this a lot. And I even enjoy the Versed, which is that. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's my favorite. Sure. So, you know, I might get a little taste of my, fa- the thing that scratches my itch. 
Uh, but not even that is not enough to make me feel not worried about this. And maybe in keeping with the theme of our show, which we occasionally talk about parenthood, maybe it is because I have two kids now. Right. I don't think I've been under when I've had both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the one thing I will say to you, and I've said it again, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, is you should have insurance. You should have life insurance. God forbid something goes wrong. Policy Genius acts as a broker. And I'm kidding. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I was ready for it. <sighs> no, but there is a question on the very, very extensive paperwork that I filled out on the computer. It's just like a little bubble. Do you have an advanced directive? Mm. And I don't. Should I? That's not the same as insurance, but advanced what directive is that? isn't that like uh, whether or not they keep you on life life support? Yeah. Should I have one? I would say I would say to keep you on life support because the way things are going now. I don't know if you've watched all the you know. Um, uh, a technology where they they took um tom uh i'm having total brain fart right now they took tom cruise's face and they put it on a guy that looks like tom cruise and they had him say a bunch of stuff he didn't really say and oh it, deep fakes yeah deep fake you can't tell the difference so stay on life support and i will deep fake childish until i die and i will continue I to give you Half the revenues, even though you're really not doing as much, I'll still give you yeah. half the revenues. Thank you so much. You know, the, the, the thing is, if I'm on life support, <clears throat> I'm going to need that money, not because I personally am going to spend it on anything fun, but just for like, you know, <sighs> bedpans, bed sheets, IV tubing, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to need that. Also, you're going to need to uh, pay for your kids. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. for a lot of people, that's not an issue because they have um, life insurance. And, you know, you can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. They compare quotes from over a dozen different top insurers all in one place. It, yeah, I love them because basically they do all the stuff. I'm not organized. I have, I have ADD. I, I don't know this world and I get intimidated by it. They are Same. experts. Policy Genius is in the middle of it every day, and they are going to save you $1,300 or more per year on life insurance And uh, to, if, if, if you use Policy Genius to compare policies. Um, they work for you, not the insurance company, so you can trust them. And el eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. Allison, it's a phone call. That's all you have to do. I have no excuse. I have no excuse. They, they, may, they, they take all the uh, hassle out of it. And the, the exclusive, this exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. Here's how it works. To get started, you head to policygenius.com. In minutes... You can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare, compare, and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. I would pay them so much to do that. They do it for free. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. So head to policygenius.com 
to get started right now. Policy genius. Policy genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to get it right. Greg, what if I die on Thursday and then my family goes into financial ruin? I feel like that would be going above and beyond for this sponsor. Oh, sorry. Above and beyond. I mean, sorry. We, sorry. We go into financial ruin because I didn't have life insurance. Yes. They would love us. I, they would be my only sponsor as I carried the lifeless childish podcast into the future. Every yes. week. Every week. We would just show so you on a slab, lifeless, and I would, I would just do the podcast myself until we- Right, so it would be a bummer. I don't want to be too vain to, you know, high on myself, but I think it would be a bummer if I perished, but there is an upside. Big upside. That, yeah, so keep that in mind. Okay. Really, it's, it'd be selfless of me. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, what's, going on with, what's going on with you? Well, I may have COVID. What? I played golf yesterday, and uh, I don't know if you remember the weather yesterday. It was very rainy. It was extremely rainy, and I went to this golf tournament at the best club in L.A. called Riviera. They have a professional tournament there, and we went out onto the golf course, and uh, we played through the rain, and I literally, it was so bad that my, my shoes were filled up with water, and I had, mm-hmm. like, I'd bend over to putt, and a stream of water would come down my <laughs> nose. And we and the rain was blowing sideways, and we were just like kids, and we just kept playing. Yeah. And I'm sharing a cart with this actor. I don't know who the guy is, and so he's coughing. And mm-hmm. then I get a text from him this morning. Hey, I tested positive for COVID. Oh no. So I got to lay low for uh, I don't know a week, maybe two. Oh, that's that sucks. Well, I just canceled upside, all my shows for the week. The upside is you were outside. Was the cart covered though? Uncovered cart. Okay, so that's good. And he wore a mask because he said he had a cold and he was worried about spreading the cold. So it's, so it's look, we're, and measure. we're both double vaccinated. The chances are very slight, but I, very I'm slight. not going to endanger my fellow comics by going on stage and talking into a microphone. So I canceled those. And also I got to make sure I'm ready for Sunday. Sunday, I'm going to see the, uh, your, your team, the San Diego Chargers, during the day. And then that's my team. Yeah. Well, you're from Orange County. So it's like, you know, San Diego is like more Orange County than Orange County. So, yes, you're right. I never miss a Chargers game. I will be missing this one. But other than that, I never miss one. What did you think about last week's game? I was so pissed at that one play. Yeah. It was just like, what? Pull your head out of your ass. (laughs) You know? That's all anybody could tell. I think that was the headline on Yahoo Sports that night. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I'm going to the Grateful Dead on Sunday night. Look at that. Is a that big the day. Grateful Dead with John, My- John Mayer? Mayer, yeah. I almost said Meyer, and that's weird because I've never almost mispronounced his name. That's so cool. How do you pronounce um, uh, Rachel F-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N? I would say Feinstein. Einstein. That is so her. Just kidding. Um, yeah, that's a, a that's an accepted pronunciation as well. My agent is named Rick G R E E N S T E I N. And Greenstein. It is Greenstein. 
because you want it to be Greenstein because that's more fun. Except he's also Louis Anderson's agent. And when Louis mm-hmm. won an Emmy two years ago, he thanked his agent of 25 years, Rick Greenstein. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Two friends unrelated with the last name R-E-I-C-H. How would you imagine that's pronounced? Reich. One pronounces it Reich and one pronounces it Reich. But I feel like the one who pronounces it Reich is trying to get away from the Third Reich. Um, Sarah Silverman has a sister who married uh, a guy. It's a f- weird coincidence, but I was friends with a guy in college who married Sarah's sister. And his, oh. his name is Yosef Abramowitz. And so her, her sister married her, but she's a feminist. So she hyphenated her name to uh, Laura Silverman Abramowitz. But for short, she just spells it J-E-W. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If your family's headed to a gulag, but nice. Um, there's something in the midst of all of that that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. Um, okay, I'm not going to push you to say who it is. But you know who this person is, right? Because if they texted you, you have to know who it is. The one who might have given you COVID. All I had was a phone number. I know his first name. I don't know. Uh, I don't know his last name. But he was well, on a soap opera. He was a very successful soap opera guy. And then he went into sitcoms. He's very good looking. He's in his forties. Hmm. You have to tell me his name after the show, so that then I can go on like a hunt, and that'll get uh, online, and that'll give me like a great place to channel all my nervous energy. Okay. All right. Well, I tried to track him down, and uh, I googled good looking. Soap opera sitcom, and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. He was a very nice guy. Let me and my my lightning Facebook fingers see what I can okay. do. Okay, I, I can usually, can usually find stuff. Um, when you get anxiety, how does it make you feel? Because I'm a person who's like in touch with my depression. I know what depression feels like, but anxiety for me, always like comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, this is such an icky feeling. I shut down. It makes, it makes my, 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 all my systems just shut down. Mm. And then I get depressed. So I, that's why I meditate and exercise, try to avoid it, but it happens. Yeah. How are your binaural beats treating you? Good. Did them yesterday. Did them the day before. Hopefully I'll do them today. It's a lot. It's an hour every day. That's really meditative. Yeah, you're sitting, you're sitting there with headphones alone for an hour, and uh, it's kind of hard when you're hyper. I'm a little hyper to do mm-hmm. that, but um, I'm believing it'll help, and I, th- I think it is. I think it has definitely made a difference. Good. Maybe I'll try that, except if I remember correctly when I... Oh, I told you I listened to them on a podcast. I had my producer, Tony, play some, but it was through Zoom, and it wasn't calming at all, but you're like, that's the worst way to listen Yeah, to you've it. really done everybody a disservice i think maybe it's time we do them all a service and get into some news what do you think let's do it time for the news so uh this is breaking news As we record this, it is breaking. As you hear this, 
it's still pretty breaking. Uh, the FDA has authorized the COVID vaccine for kids five through 11. No, that is not true. It is true. No, a, gr- a, a, a group has recommended to the FDA and the CDC that they go ahead with it, but it hasn't officially been okayed by them, although it generally is when this particular group recommends things to the FDA. Oh, my understanding of the news was that the expert panel uh, made their suggestion, which is that it is safe and that the FDA went ahead and authorized it. And then we'll find out what the CDC says next week, but the shots could come out as soon as next week. Right. But they know the FDA has not officially approved it yet. They've gotten the recommendation, but they haven't done the official approval. But they almost definitely will. Yes. Uh, Look, I. I don't want to get into a tete-a-tete with you. That's French. <laughs> and wait, let me just, you know what? Let me just look real fast at what I had screen grabbed because. Well, I'll read you the New York Times article that's right in front of me. But what time did that come out? Um, I don't know. A couple hours ago, maybe. Okay. All right. Then it's the same thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Go, you, you read that and then I'll read what I have. All right. This came out at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So just now. 6 p.m. An expert committee advising the Food and Drug Administration on Tuesday recommended that regulators authorize Pfizer coronavirus vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds. If the FDA follows the panel's advice in the coming days, as the CDC and prevention agrees, as is expected, the Biden administration will have expanded vaccine access to all but the youngest Americans. Uh, You know what, Greg? I owe you... An apology. Hey, you know, we're here for each other. I mean, together we make up one entire human brain. That is so right. And by the way, something that anxiety does is it really like occupies a good 72% of your brain space. Yeah. So I just have a sliver of brain. Let me tell you something, Alison Rosen. You just hit the nail on the head because when you're when I'm stressed out and I try to do stand-up, my crowd work is for shit. Sometimes I can't remember bits. And then I'm trying to like talk to people and maybe riff in the hallway of the comedy store, but I'm not being funny and they are. And it's all because I'm, I'm 72% is stuck. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's buffering. Yep. It's still loading. I'm, I'm not here, yep. but I'm trying to be here. Um, anyway, you're right. Uh, you are correct. So the um, Pfizer shot is found to be 90 po- effective in preventing symptomatic COVID. Um, I think I I personally want it to be higher. I think Moderna is higher for adults. Uh, And it is a lower dose of the vaccine than uh, 12 and up are given. So this dose is 10 micrograms and 12 and up are given 30 micrograms. But anyway, potentially shots for the 5 to 11 age group next week. Well, this is a big deal. You know, I know in Mexico, they're not allowing it. There's a, there's a lot of blowback in Mexico about whether to use it. And um, it's it's really tough. It's gotten very political in this country. But I say the more shots, the better. Irish people, we love medicine. Jewish people, we love medicine. Give it to us. Here's what I have to say about this. And I it, it is backed by data. So preemptively shove it up your butt. Uh, what I have to say is shot. Uh, the more people are vaccinated, the fewer infections, the fewer. Uh, oh, my God. 
Oh my God. The fewer it mutations. Went from 72 to 79. The fewer Shots. mutations. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to say is vaccines prevent infection and spread and are the thing vaccines and masking prevent they sorry this is what i'm going to say for real vaccines and masking <laughs> lower the rate of infection and spread and that is what is going to get us out of this pandemic yes and it also stops the mutations of the virus because the more it spreads and the longer it lives the more it becomes potentially a more dangerous strain. So yes. I don't want to hear about your friend who had a fucking heart. Yeah, it happens. Point oh, what, whatever small percentage of people have a bad reaction. But that that is, is a fucking, it's insignificant compared to the amount of people that die from COVID or get long haul symptoms from COVID. Whatever. Let's yes. not get preachy. Let's just no, tell people agreed. to get out of their own way and do what's right. Yeah. Stop saying I and start saying we. Yes. I, amen. You and I are very much on the same page. And it's a bummer that not, um, not everyone is on that page. It's a good page. Come join us on this page. I love this page. I've dog-eared it. I think that's what uh, Senator Trent Lott said as well when he was in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I was trying to remember? Did Kent, because I've been watching impeachment uh, about Clinton Lewinsky. Oh, Jesus. Did Ken, did Ken Starr have a scandal? Um, I don't remember. I, th I seem to feel like he got a little bit marginalized. I, I, maybe it was because he, he became hyper-political about going mm. after Clinton. I mean, the yeah. things that they were going after were crazy. Um, you know, so he got a blowjob. So we got a blowjob in the White House. Is, can we get over that? Yeah. All right. But, but speaking of sex, you have a story, right? <laughs> yes. It's all about goop. Can we just have a segment every week that's called It's All About Goop? Yes. All right. I love it. Let's do it. This week's, Let's do it. This week's is about Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, she went on Ellen, who is uh, in her last year of the show, because apparently she feels it's time to step down. Not the 60% uh, lower audience that's now mm -hmm. watching the show. They haven't decided that. And the network, the heads of the network, they don't look at those numbers they wait to see how Ellen feels about what she'd like to do. <laughs> this is definitely coming from Ellen herself. Yes. So she'll be stepping down in a year. And in the meantime, she's bringing on a lot of big name guests and she's doing a lot of kooky stuff. So here she is talking to Gwyneth, who's an Oscar winner, who's a refined. She's from the Upper East Side. She went mm -hmm. to a finishing school and I believe an Ivy League college. And what does she do? She pulls a vibrator out. Oh, oh, Ellen, what will she do next? She waved it around a little bit, and she goes, what do you think? Uh, and she said, uh, asked about how Paltrow's son Moses, 15, feels about things like this that you're selling. And then Gwyneth said, a few months ago, he said, Mom, I was really embarrassed for a minute that Goop sold vibrators. And then I realized, like, no, this is great. You're making people feel not embarrassed to buy something that's great. You're a feminist. Paltrow said she thanked Moses. I'm sure he's still embarrassed, but at least he's putting a good spin on it. I bet she's putting a spin on it, too. <laughs> so she has hawked products like candles called, quote, 
this smells like my vagina. And quotes, this smells like my orgasm. I didn't know there was also an orgasm scented candle. Well, it uh, it's harder to find that candle, <laughs> and it's very difficult to light it. <laughs> right, and it goes, and the flame goes out really easily. You think it's lit, and it's mm-hmm. almost lit, and the blue thing starts, but then the yellow part doesn't come up, and then it goes out yes. completely. And then sometimes you can be like trying and trying and trying to light it, and it turns out that's not even where the wick is. Right, and the irony is blowing on it actually makes it light. Yes. Um, Yes. And also they sell or did sell jade yoni eggs, which are like these like cold stone egg things to put up your lady bits. Um, Well, look, I think this is very enlightened of Moses because I would probably want to die if my parents were doing anything involving selling vibrators. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but here... here Cut cut to us doing a spot for like many you know, adult toys and my kids listening to it. But that's different. It's different because here's the thing, Allison, and this is not to knock your parents who are fine people. Some of Orange County's finest. But when your parents are Chris Martin, who's sitting at a piano playing solo at the Hollywood Bowl and playing clocks while people stream fucking tears. Yeah. And then your mother is winning Oscars playing Shakespeare and you are worth tens of millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars mom can do whatever the fuck she wants she can sell dildos on the internet she can have pussy scented candles whatever you're coming into a lot of money this is true this is all very true but really i actually I, i i'm inclined to believe what he said i'm inclined to believe that he thought about it and was like you know what everyone masturbates and this will make people feel less embarrassed about it. I right? happen to know a, a friend of mine's daughter is very close friends with this child. They go to school together and they cannot rave enough about what an amazing young man he is. Uh, he's very sweet. And as a matter of fact, I once sat with Chris Martin on the beach and watched Moses surf. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and we hung out and he was the coolest guy and he, he loves his kid. I think. The kids, I think the parents are very involved. As you know, they didn't divorce. What they did was they consciously separated, consciously uncoupled, consciously consciously uncoupled. uncoupled. Yes. Can I ask you, you, Greg, I love you. You know this. Can I ask you a question? Uh Uh-oh. Don't take this the wrong way. No, I can't now. When you, what'd you say? I can't now with that preamble. You can't now. No. (laughs) That's the kind of insurance that policy genius can get you. (laughs) When you were sitting on the beach with Chris Martin, the man who can play alone at the Hollywood Bowl and make people just burst into tears, watching his, what I can only imagine is like the most beautiful child in the world, like Jesus-like ethereal surfing, were you thinking, what am I doing here? I don't deserve to be here. No, I mean, no offense. No, none taken. Why would I feel marginalized by you saying I have no place in this universe next to no, this man? you have a place in this universe, and I'm like opening my arms wide. Yeah. The one that I exist yeah. in. I just feel, wonder if you have a place in their universe. I in felt, the Goopaverse. I felt at that moment that the ocean 
put us in the same universe. When we were sitting on the sand, and I was with my friend Martha, who's very charming and very outgoing, and so she Got broke it. the ice, and she kept the conversation going. And so it was very sweet. And then about six months ago, I was asked to perform at... Uh, he has a friend who was um, sick with cancer, who's a very dear friend of his, and he mm. was doing a birthday party for him. It was like the guy's 40th birthday. And so he wanted to have comedy. So I was asked to perform at this little tiny theater in Malibu. And I went up there with uh, a couple of the comics that I'm friends with. Pete Holmes was, was with me. Nice. And, uh, and we did a show for about maybe 30 of his closest friends and his, so his nice. little beat up theater. And then we went backstage and Chris Martin came back and talked to me and the three other comics for an hour. Just, what a nice just guy. us, just us sitting there, Pete with his wife, and uh, and we had the most lovely time. And we talked about he's into TM, and so am I, and so is Pete. We talked a lot about meditation. We talked about life. We talked about kids. It was the most like intimate, beautiful conversation. And I came away from it like, there's just not a better guy. He's he's just the greatest guy. That's so great. Yeah. Um. Well, look. I can't accept that you exist in his universe, but it seems like he can. It sounds like when they tried to change the flat earth thing and there were the people that wouldn't believe that, let's just say the earth is round and I hang out with Chris Martin. And that's I just mean, how gonna, it is. I'm going to need to see pictures. Um, I had Pete on my show very recently. He really has become so spiritual. He's always been spiritual. But I feel like he talked. This sounds like I'm I'm taking a dig at him, and I'm not. I, it was a really gr- I loved the episode. Um, I walked away from it being like I I have a lot of things to think about. Um, no, he went to seminary college. He went to a Christian college. Yes, right. I guess I mean more philosophical Buddhist because right. I know that he's always, he was reli- he was like strict religious, and then he switched more to like a hodgepodge of Buddhism and. Various philosophies. Well, he was very affected by uh, Ram Das, who um, yeah. does teaches. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a Buddhist feel, and um, I think he experimented a lot with um, uh, tra- uh, hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. Oh. I think that has- he talked. He said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't say it if he. It was just right. very common knowledge. He talks about it in his book, um, but. No, he's a, he's a seeker. He's very much a seeker. Yes. Well, you know, speaking of um, vibrators and whatnot, we did post, we post a question every Friday, uh, a social media question. Please follow us so you can weigh in. We're at ChildishPod on Twitter and on Instagram. And we had a question, which was, have your kids ever found something of yours you, you didn't want them to find? We'd be going out of order if we talked about it now. So should we do that later or should we do it now? Let's flow. You wrote. All right. So the question, have your kids ever found something you didn't want them to find? RSJK2. As a kid, my friend looked through her dad's Playboy magazine. During church confession, she told the priest, who repeatedly asked her for specific graphic details about what she saw. Hmm. That reminds me of um, this joke. This altar boy goes in to confess, and he says, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I had uh, unnatural sexual contact with a girl. 
And the priest says, oh, my, my son, this is a sin and you should be accountable for it. And who is the young lady that you were, uh, that you were engaged with in this sexual manner? Was it Eileen Timmings? <laughs> and the boy says, well, now, Father, I can't, uh, I can't talk about that. He says, well, I understand that, son, but it's important that we know all the details. Was it uh, Maureen Sullivan? And uh, and the the kid says, "I father, I drew, I really would rather not say who it was." Well, my son, I respect your you're trying to stay uh, anonymous about this, but it is important that we know. Was it uh, was it Desi Kelleher? And the father says, uh, and the kid says, "Dad, father, I'm not going to tell you. I can't I can't say who it is." And he says, "Okay, my son, well, you must go off. You must say twenty five Hail Marys, twenty two Our Fathers." and you won't be able to perform your altar boy duties for a month. Now go, go on with you. Boy leaves, he leaves the church, his friend runs up to him and he says, how did it go in there? He goes, great. He goes, I got out of altar boy duty for a month, and I got three hot leads. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I-L-L Squirrels Mom, Ill Squirrels Mom. Oh, no, she must uh, rehab squirrels. Ill Squirrels Mom says, my three-year-old son did, held it up in the air and shouted, when do you get this candle? Ooh. Yeah. Really paints a picture. N Peanut 1975. I'm scared to know. My husband found his aunt and uncle's (laughs) personal sex videos in the 90s. No! Scarred him for life. No. This is why you don't make personal sex videos. We made one. Me and Aaron made one. Yeah. On and it was on like a video format that I don't even remember what size. Remember like remember videotape sizes kept changing every two years? Yes. And I f- was it like eight millimeter? It was like eight millimeter even, or something. Like a little cartridge yeah. thing. And uh we did it. And then uh, I just remember we had all the cartridges in a box together and it was in there. And mm-hmm. then I looked for it and it wasn't in there. So it's oh, no. out there. It's in the world. Oh, no. It's in the world. Well, with any luck, no one will be able to find a camera or a machine to play it on. Yeah. Except there's going to be some digital service that will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never made a film. I've never sent nudes to anyone. But one time, Daniel and I, when we were first dating, we were in Las Vegas and the room had like crazy mirrors all around. And I just, I'm like, I'm going to look up and it's going to be so hot. Like what I was envisioning seeing versus what I actually saw when I saw myself was so stunning. Was it like, was it like The Shining? I haven't seen The Shining, but yes. He, he... He has this vision. He walks into the bathroom in the suite of the hotel, and this beautiful woman steps up out of the bathtub, completely naked, full frontal, walks up to him, and they start making out. And then he looks in the mirror, and he can see from behind that it's the body of like a 90-year-old woman. And he pulls back, and it's an old lady that's making out with him. But is there really an old lady making out with him? The movie- He's like- the movie, so it's a Stan, Stanley Kubrick, so it kind of goes in and out of fantasy a little bit, and so you mm-hmm. never know what's real and what's not, but there's, uh, right. yeah, watch the movie again. It's a fucking masterpiece. I know. I know I need to see it. I just scare so easily. But anyway, yes, it was exactly like that. Yeah. okay. It was exactly like that. I, I, I practically gasped. Damn. I lost my lady boner. <laughs> um, <laughs> the candle went yeah. out. Yeah. 
I but I saw two thousand. Did I tell you I watched two thousand one in the pandemic? Did we talk yes. about it? And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I know I should watch The Shining, but it's very scary, right? It's very scary. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Have you seen Squid Game? Have we talked about? Yeah. This? Did you like it? Loved it. Okay. Love those Koreans. Right. They're making good good entertainment these days. The Framing Goddess. I overheard our kids years ago quietly discussing how they should never go looking through our nightstands and closet again, LOL. Mm. Uh, and then here's, this one is wholesome. Mama Tonis says, my youngest had a talent, a psychic ability to find where I kept my personal stash of Dove chocolate every damn time. Mm. That one's sweet. Yes, my mother used to, uh, and she never had a weight problem, but, you know, she had a little tummy, and so she would try to diet sometimes, and, uh, and so we were told that we would, she, we would, she would buy no cookies, and then we would say, Mom, you can't do that to us just because you're dieting, and so <laughs> then she would say, okay, but then you hide it, and so, <laughs> so we would hide Malamars. That was her favorite cookie. We would hide Malamars in the attic. And then I came home from school one day and I couldn't find her. And I went upstairs and she was in the attic eating Malamars. <laughs> she found yeah, them. Yeah, she found them. <laughs> oh, God. What was her attitude about being caught? She laughed. She laughed her ass <laughs> off. She was drunk. Yeah. She'd found the Jack Daniels as well that day. Um, I think it might be time for some highs and lows. Highs and lows. first okay my high uh it was very simple and folksy we had uh jojo has moved from her room in the house into the guest house in the back and so her room that she was living in she had done a lot she's very artistic and she had painted the walls fucking led zeppelin album cover over here oh, and cool. uh, all kinds of stuff so we wanted to paint the room so this weekend we Moved the furniture out, threw down some tarps. Did to, yeah, there's a lot of holes in the wall. We had to spackle and sand. And anyway, the long story, we painted the room and it was just really fun. I've always loved painting. I like the feeling of working on my own house. I love the feeling when you're done that you can look and you can see something that you've actually accomplished. We picked, she had a color, a yellow that I hated. I talked her out of it and I picked a, a blue that I loved and it looked magnificent what shade of blue are we talking about? uh like a fun blue <laughs> not super light not super dark but like a fun blue a fun blue yeah like a volkswagen beetle yeah blue? like a, like a volkswagen kind of? beetle i mean wow yeah the fact that you said fun blue and i actually zeroed in on that color that's that's, that means you communicated well. I should talk to blind people and describe colors to them. Yeah, and then you should talk to paint companies yep. and you can name their paints. And what kind of yellow did she have? She's just like a drab yellow. I mean, I, I just find yellow, like that kind of muted yellow, I just find mm. very industrial looking. Yeah. Like you see it's it very... in the hallways of schools or something. It's actually in the hallways of your office building, That's isn't it? exactly what I said to her. I said, it reminds <laughs> me of being in my office and I spent enough time there. I don't need it when I come home because now it's going to be like an office guest room. And, nice. um, you know, I don't want our guests to, uh, I want them to feel fun. 
Sounds like they're going to get a real fun feeling. It's it's a fun feeling being in there right now. And um, what was your high? My high. Um, so I went to well, with the family to Desconso Gardens. They have a special Halloween thing going on called Carve. Do you know Desconso? Is that the place where they have like a market at night? No. How do you spell it? Um, D e s c a n s o. Yeah, I've been there. It's a big like botanical gardens. It's, it's awesome. very pretty. Yeah, it's great. And so they have these special the installations, for lack of a better word, around the holidays. Um, they have one called Enchanted, where they have like all these light, cool holiday themed light exhibits at night. Uh, and then they have before that they have carved during the Halloween season. And so it's spooky, but in a very family friendly way. And there's like all sorts of carved pumpkins and big lit up things. And um, I don't know, it's just it's just it's neat. And we haven't been going that many places. And so we pulled into the parking lot. It was still light. Pulled in the parking lot. And our friends and their kids had arrived. We we hadn't talked to them about going together or anything. They had arrived at the exact same time. And these are friends that we had been wanting to make plans with. We just hadn't. We had, were actually talking about potentially getting together with them the next day. But it was just serendipitous that we ran into each other. And our kids love playing with each other. So it was just really surprising and wonderful to run into them there. And then we just had like a really fun uh, family time there. And I liked it. That is very nice. And now, now that we're talking about it, I remember those gardens. You take, they have little sections and they have different like uh, vegetation and trees yeah. in different sections. Yes. It's a magic place. Is it Glendale? It's, it's sort it, it's very close to Glendale. It's technically La Cunada. Yeah, 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 La exactly. Flint Ridge. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we became members, which it's like a hundred bucks for a family membership, and it's if you go like twice, it's super worth it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's very charming and nice, and I like it. It's so funny that like you know people that live in beautiful places can just go to those things, and you don't have to like join or pay money to walk in the woods. But you actually do have to. Wait, at this place, you do have to pay That's money. what I'm saying. Like, if you live oh, in, yeah. like, Oregon or something, you would just right. walk into a place like that. I yes. want to, I kind of want to live in nature for a year. I feel like I need to get out. Because you live, I don't know, you've got a yard. you got a bigger yard than me. I don't like that. I want to go somewhere where I have a bigger yard. Do you want to live in my yard? Can I live in your yard for a little while? Is there dog <laughs> shit in it, though? Is there dog shit in your yard? I can clean it up. That'd be I'll great. clean it up for I'd you. I'd appreciate that. What I'm hearing is that you want to live in my yard. Yeah. And we can make that happen. Okay. Perfect. I'm Perfect. looking at my low now and I'm realizing I already told it when I told my golf story. Oh, so now yeah. what's my new low? My new low is... I'm ready. Bum me out. I don't think I really have one. I think I said mine already. Do your low. Okay. You must be so excited that I'm not out lowing you this week. Well, it's funny. Apparently, I want it both ways because I'm excited that you're not outlowing me with like, oh, I'm sorry that you're feeling weird. Someone close to me died. <laughs> I'm happy that's happening. But at the same time, I also would feel better if there were more things wrong in your life because then I'd feel like we're more on a commensurate level. Well, but you have to understand something. I'm living in the Chris Martin world <laughs> and you're living in the... Um... Greg Fitzsimmons world. Yeah. You're in the Griffin Simmons room. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so 
sound mean right now. I'm telling you, it's because I'm anxious. It's, your anxiety. it's coming out in a weird. I know you're it's coming out in a weird way. Yeah, I want also, you to my, meditate before our next childish tape. My face is like bright red too. I'm like flushed and I'm all weird. Um. So okay, I well I have a low yeah. and it's an it was low enough that I can give some of it to you. So I go to get in the car today to drive to the my pre-op COVID test. It's a nasopharyngeal test, which I had not had before. That's the one that goes to the back of your brain. Yeah. Um, that was not very fun. But anyway, I get in the car and I turn it on. We have two cars and one of them we hardly ever drive. And this is the hardly ever driven one. Turn it on. And then I notice like all this stuff kind of like floating in the air in front of the car. And I'm trying to, they look like tiny, tiny little silvery feathers almost. And I'm like, what is that? And then I think it must be coming from a plant, but then they kind of hit the, it, it, they hit the windshield and some of them have like tiny little legs and I'm like, holy shit, what is going on? And I look down and there's like one on my sweater. And anyway, it was termites. There was a termite swarm. Inside your car? No, this was outside of the car. Oh. Although one of them was on my, inside the car on really? my sweater. Really? Yes. So it was mostly wings and a few living termites, uh, so it was really, and then I had the sensation of like, are there termites in this? It doesn't make sense. There's not wood in the car, but are there termites in the car? Are there things invading my orifices yeah. or orify? I mean, I felt pretty icked out on the ride there. And then I got home and Googled termite swarm. because I'm like, what does this mean? And I guess there's these, you know, different life phases of the termite. And one of them is they can fly and so they, and they swarm, and there's like only a couple days a year that they do this. They swarm, they mate, and then they drop their wings. So it was like a big termite fuck fest that happened in front of my car. Jeez. I guess. I mean, all the wings were dropping. So that was like, I'll, fu I'll fuck termite. the wings off you. <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I don't, I've got to call the exterminator to find out what does it mean that I there's a termite swarm that was near our house because I think that we had an inspection sort of recently they didn't find anything but according to what I read this means there is a termite colony somewhere they're everywhere now if you live in California there's termites everywhere we got them in our fence we got them in our house you just you got to spot treat it once in a while I let me tell you about termite swarms I Please. I flew to um, Cincinnati. Ohio to play Go Bananas. That'll bring me back. That'll bring me back off of uh, Chris Martin Island a little bit. <laughs> and so I get, so I fly all the way across the country, check into the hotel, take a shower, get dressed, go to the show, wait for the opening acts. They both perform. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome all the way from Los Angeles, California. You know I'm from the hit podcast Childish, as well as uh, VH1's I Love the 80s. Here's Greg Fitzsimmons. I walk on stage. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Hey, nice shirt. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, this cloud pops up in the back of the room and people start screaming. A termite oh swarm burst oh from God. the wall and ah! fucking took over the room. And everybody in the room got up and ran out with fucking termites on their faces and their hair. And they ran. And I just stood there on stage. I, I literally, I was two minutes into my act. And that was it. They fucking shut the club down for the night. How long did you keep going? 
I kind of stood there wondering if it was if they were going to come back in again. And then when it was a, it was apparent that the people from Cincinnati were very happy that they had seen two comedians, had had a few <laughs> drinks and were now not going to have to pay for their drinks. So they just kept on going. They got out <laughs> to the parking lot. They just they just hightailed it. Right. Wow. Yes. What I was reading said that sometimes they will swarm inside. They're attracted yeah. to light. Yeah. So and they're attracted to the comedy of Greg Fitzsimmons. That's right. Um, but typically they try to go towards open air and light. Uh-huh. So those were some dumb termites. Yeah. But sometimes they make a mistake. Yeah. They were trying to get to the outside. They just didn't know what they were well, doing. Well, I was in the spotlight. So, you know, I was in danger. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer termites when I prefer no termites, but if I have to ha- seize termites, I would rather just see their little tiny pellet poops. Yeah, the pellet poops when they pile up are pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, I would. And also less discuss. I mean, it's, it is poop, but it's wood, really. I don't need to see the actual creatures. Yeah, you rarely do. Well, today I saw a lot of them yeah. or a lot of their wings. Jeez, maybe that's where the anxiety is coming from. It certainly didn't help. Yeah. It didn't help at all. And I was wearing a gray, not, not what I'm wearing right now, but I was wearing like a gray, uh, a gray cardigan. And then there was this silvery gray wing right on it. I mean, it, it just made me feel like I was wearing a jacket of termites. Yeah. I'm a lot of fun right now. <laughs> Should we do a voicemail? <laughs> yeah, let's do a voicemail. Let's see what the people are saying. Let's find out. Here we go. You rang. Oh, yeah. We love when you call us. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a number right now so that you, too, can call us and uh, we'll never answer. That's the childish promise. I'm looking for this number. Oh, here we go. Okay. Call into the show. Leave us a message. We love, we'd love to answer your questions. We will accept comments as well. But 805-317-4243. And if that went by too fast for you to grab a pen, just go to our website, childishpod.com, and uh, and all of our contact info is there. Okay, here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, this is John from New Jersey. Um, I have a question more so for Allison, I guess, although Greg is free to chime in. Um, I have a toddler. I was wondering... What children's programming do you guys enjoy watching with your kids? And what shows do you hate and can't stand? For example, Coco Melon to me is unbearable. But other shows like Peppa Pig, I actually find pretty creative and has made me laugh several times. All right. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Yes, Coco Melon is awful. So many of those so many of the things you find on YouTube are awful. Um, I'm trying to think what I can't stand. Some that I could recommend are, there's a show called Bluey. I think it's on Nick Jr. And that one people say is funny enough that like adults would find it enjoyable. I personally enjoy Sesame Street as well. Um, and I kind of like, there's a show that my kids are super into called Poco Yo. And then there's one that's pretty relaxed. Oh, you know what I, what I like if you have Apple TV? The Snoopy Show. That's one that I can just put on and I'm never like... Is it I, Peanuts? Yeah. Oh, no shit. That's I mean, amazing. It's, 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 yeah, it's not the old Peanuts. They've made new good Peanuts shows. Yeah, it's really good. And it's what I find... Because I typically put, on, put something on and then go about my business. But there are certain kids shows that are so 
annoying that I'm like, I wish this was not on. But the Snoopy show is not like that. It's pretty soothing. Right. Yeah. Do you remember any that you would I just remember I hated Secret Life of Zack and Cody. And I hated that uh, Hannah Montana show. Oh yeah, yeah. Those really drove me crazy, and it made me it made me disrespect my kids. Maybe, maybe not disrespect. I, I didn't respect them for liking right. it, and I realize. Right. And then I realized now, no, they were kids. That's you know, it's what they were into. Uh, do you remember Barney the Purple Dinosaur? Yep. I thought that we had moved past Barney. I thought that I wouldn't have to deal with Barney. Mm. I remember babysitting a kid who had two videos the best of ernie and bert and barney and so i would just play best of ernie and bert over and over because it was delightful and barney made me want to rip my skin off so the my kids recently discovered barney though and i'm like how are we how am i here again yeah how's it still happening it's nice it, they've tapped into some archetypal thing in a child's brain there's something about that figure and that color and that sound of his yes. voice that connects to kids and it's like it's unnerving because Again, you really you look at this baby and you go, I don't like this child. If this kid likes this, I may I may uh, go to the um, Cincinnati go bananas more often and not be home. Yeah, I may drop this kid off. It's a fire department somewhere. Yeah. Is, are there movies like that for adults where you feel that way? Because and this is I don't know how you're what you're going to say about this movie, but I had a real feeling about people who liked the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Love Napoleon Dynamite. Well, I think of you as someone with good taste and a soul. So I'm going to have to change my mind because that was kind of the criteria. Like if you love Napoleon Dynamite, I feel like you're 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 lacking in the good taste and and soul department. So I changed my mind. Although I have to say Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre were two movies that my kids absolutely loved. And I think I fell in love with them through them loving them so much. Well, that makes sense to me. But I also do think Napoleon Dynamite was a very, it's a, it's a filmy movie. It's a, it's a very indie, cool. Um, the characters are, are very like, uh, um, kind of i don't know just like they're they're not cliche they're very interesting and they're very layered and it's a very interesting movie Mm, i i i have to disagree that was my issue with it i felt like they were it would to me it felt like a movie that was trying so hard to be indie and to be twee and to be quirky yeah i felt like it wanted to be wes anderson right Right. And it felt like the nostalgia, like the opening credits, the nostalgia was very manufactured. Yeah. Should we become a film podcast? Because I think we We, nailed it. We, uh, I think there's so many different podcasts. I think what we need to do is uh, branch out and do a different podcast every day on each of these sections. Yeah. Because I now want to talk about Wes Anderson's new movie. There's there's a lot of directions we can go in right now. But instead, we're going to we're going to wrap it up. That's right. Even with what is definitely clinical anxiety, we did it, Greg. Even with me possibly having COVID-19, which is sweeping the country, by the way. Hot, hot, hot. I remember when COVID-19 exploded onto the scene. Yeah. Yeah, it really is taking the world by storm. Yeah, COVID-19 is all people are talking about, and... um, you know, and I, you, you thought Billie Eilish's new album was going to be the thing, but no. nope, COVID-19. COVID-19 is the word on the lips of everyone you know this fall. 
By the way, Billie Eilish's album is outstanding. I listen to it quite often. I haven't heard it. I know we're wrapping up, but are you watching Succession? Yes. So good. Oh. I know. It, 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 I, it brings me joy on such a deep level. Didn't I have to talk you into watching it? I think you did. Yeah, well, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those shows where from- Uh, You're welcome. Hello. Thank you. You're welcome. Phew. From scene to scene, I change who my favorite character is in the show constantly. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Yeah. I wish I could binge it, but it's I you know what though? Schedule. Like we waited so we could watch two in a row, which we did last night. We didn't watch That's it the smart. first week. But then I realized that we sh- it's like overeating a rich meal. I sh- we should have mm. watched one episode, given it a night. Yeah. And well, now we have no choice. Now we have to wait a week for the next episode. I like it. I like waiting. Thinking about it a little bit. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. It's a solid point. Greg, where where can people find you? People are going to find me in San Francisco on November 4th through the 6th at the Punchline Comedy Club, which is my second favorite club in the country. It's amazing. And I hope you guys can uh, f- come out. Fitzdog.com for tickets. And uh, I'm just going to be right here, most likely alive. Uh, if not, again, remember, I did it for the, for the, for the sponsorship. Um, and please listen to my podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Comes out twice a week. It's fun. Okay. All right, Allison, I will talk to you very soon. Yes, please. All right. God bless. I'm Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm Allison Rosen. And we are... Childish. Childish.